Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Questioning Mark. I am your host, Mark Ryan, and we are here at a new studio in Raha International School, Shauna's office. So, Shauna, shout out to you. Thank you for the space, and I'm hoping there's good connections coming out of here and good sound quality. I'm here with Kath, and Kath, let's start right at the beginning. What should your title, what, I'm getting people's titles wrong all the time. I miss executive <laughs> principal or just principal or head of school. What are, we, what are we doing now? So I am vice principal. Okay. Vice principal, Raha Gardens Campus or just Raha International School? Uh, Raha Gardens Campus. Okay. But it doesn't mean I'm not involved in the other campus. All right. Currently. And, <laughs> I, and do you see, maybe we just jump right into that point right away and jump onto the new campus has that been a whole school project with everybody involved right away? Are there some key important people that are kind of always in on it? How is it working? That Absolutely. So for about the past year, we've been having task force meetings with central office, getting things set up. Um, and part of the role that I've taken on is looking at um, external provider companies like Slices uh, for the cafeteria, like Zacks for uniform and things like that, and making sure that those companies are able and can provide the right quality for us moving forward across two campuses with double the amount of students. Right. Um, when you say, so there's a task force put in place, is there times when students get a lot more say into how things will kind of look at the campus or teachers or when was kind of a, a moment if you can remember I'm not sure where one of those kind of things really kind of popped out okay so um, we've got two student committees at the moment yeah. um, one is looking into the cafeteria food and they meet regularly with um, slices to give them feedback is there food tasting Do kids get... food, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we've had food tasting we've given kids vouchers to go and try things out nice. um, we've got the new container at the back of the school that's just opened um, so I'll be wanting to get some feedback on that um, obviously the changeover with the new live stations um, we'll be looking to get feedback on that and, and also the general quality and value for money so um, yeah, they maybe meet maybe every every couple of months um, and just review um, review what it's like from them from their perspective. Um, the one I'm really excited about is uh, uniform. Right. Um, so, and this may may not <laughs> ever ever come off, but at the moment um, we were visited by a company who recycled plastic bottles. And um, I know the grade fours are involved in that and some of the secondary kids as well. Um, and we accidentally discovered that they make clothing out of the recycled bottles. Right. Um, and so the student committee for uniform will be meeting with them tomorrow to see if it's feasible that we can have our school uniform made out of recycled bottles. And... Sounds amazing, and I'm sure there's a lot of pieces that go together in order for bottles to become a school uniform. But it seems like it would take more than just the community at Raha in order to make that happen. So, so what kind of elements do you need to put in place? Lots and lots of schools are involved in um, giving their recycled bottles um, I think some of the other Talim schools were mentioned on the website. I think Dubai British School and Greenfield International School um, were two of those that were mentioned in right. helping that recycle program. Um, 
on their website you can see some really good quality clothing that they make and then we also discovered that they make uniforms for cleaners and things like that so we thought if they can make uniforms for cleaners right then they should be able to make school uniform so what we're hoping to come out of tomorrow is that they're going to bring us some samples of the material we obviously want to know is it breathable is it ironable is it um, lightweight enough uh, for the students um, and then if it is looking at going further down that pathway um, and being a sustainable school. It's amazing. And I just think another great opportunity um, that's happened so far, and shout out to the CEO, Alan Williamson, for his initiative online and through social media. And I know mm -hmm. there was the Pink Project that was started, not in Dubai, but kind of promoted through schools on Twitter. Um, and now we've kind of jumped on, Talim has jumped on to the idea of cancer awareness and we're doing that big thing mm -hmm. coming up on October 31st here kind of raha going pink for the day yeah. so it's going to be an exciting moment but it's it's exciting that then ideas like this can be transferred to obviously the Talim organization and raha which are becoming more interconnected it feels than before instead of raha's kind of having a day and maybe greenfield would be doing something similar it's we can kind of jump on board and support each other in these kinds of initiatives? Definitely becoming more interconnected. Um, right. With the rebranding, um, definitely uh, the other IB schools have been involved in that as well and, and looking at promoting um, IB through to as one unit rather than separate entities. Right. And I want to go to something that I've talked a lot with Ian about and I've heard a lot of parents talking about it. I know staff talk about it all the time and it's the expansion and I don't know if we call it the expansion is that correct or the new campus is again when I get the terminology wrong I know someone will tell me later but I know it is Raha Khalifa campus yeah what do you see as being just maybe even a small hurdle in the near future now we put the shovel in the ground here hopefully in November 15th I'm making that 15th up but mid-November sometime yeah. um, what's gonna be a small little hurdle that everyone's going to have to face or work together. Uh, one of the biggest things that um, we've been talking about, um, which seems like a little thing until you really get into it, is two sports teams or one sports team. All right. I think that's one of the, the things that will either set the campuses in competition against each other or unite them Which together. could be nice, healthy competition. So, yeah, so that's a, that's a big debate that's going on at the moment. Um, and does that happen as well with... Um, other things. So you have two sports teams or you have, I don't know, I, I guess two you would choirs. have two choirs. Yeah, yeah. all it, like, it gets into the performing yeah. arts. Um, would you like to say your position on these things or are you just open to ideas and suggestions? You, are you leaning one way? Are you going I Raha Raptors? I think I'm preferring one? that we have one. Okay. And we, we build real quality sports within the school from the, from the both campuses. Um, I think uh, setting the campuses against each other might not be good, and we have to remember that we are one united school. Right. So, yeah, we're, we're all in this together, and yeah. uh, larger numbers give us more selection for building teams, but also opportunity for, I'm sure, teams to go to one campus to do more practice events Absolutely. and in-house competitions while others are traveling. That. Yeah, just different opportunities for Absolutely. different students. So one of the things that we've done to prepare for that is the fact that um, we used to have one athletics director. We've now got two, and they're working together to try and put together what that might look like um, when we open the new campus. Um, 
And I would love, and I think I do know now one of the next episodes is to get both of those voices on here and oh, see what, uh, <laughs> what side of the fence they both, uh, I guess you can't sit on a side of fence, maybe if you're on the fence or if you're not. So <laughs> we'll see about that. That would be, that would be nice. I'm sure uh, I can get that into the work. So that's a small hurdle that actually might not even be small, might be yeah. huge, like you were saying. So small things uh, becoming big ones or seeming small. What would be one that you know maybe not even in November, but as we kind of go and bring these two schools, whether it's recruitment or, I'm not sure, school culture, what's going to be the biggest thing that we have to deal with? I think recruitment is the thing of the moment. We've already started. Um, We've got uh, two very exciting projects going on. We're working with two very large uh, recruitment agencies, uh, CRS and WorkAway, both of whom are coming to do their recruitment fairs on site at Raha, which is... A very very new thing they usually operate um, somewhere totally neutral but they've right. agreed to come and and work with us and we're working with them marketing together so that we can reach the best possible teachers that we can find right so recruitment bringing people in building these kinds of connections and talking about connections I want to go to the strongest one I'm sure in your life and it's your family and mm-hmm. your daughters and we didn't really get a formal welcome back to school. It kind of went right into the <laughs> podcast. So welcome back. What was the summer like with your family? What did you guys get up to? Oh, we did lots of hiking. Okay. We like to go places where we can, um, where it's green, um, where we can get some, uh, a lot of outside activity. Um, and we usually have a no devices rule for at least a week. No device? Because that's everyone. That's everyone. Right. And then we just get out there and... Nice. I kind of had an, a no device July just because I was at my cottage in Canada and I could only get onto Wi-Fi if I was hotspotting mm-hmm. from my mom's phone. And she, I just don't hang around with my mom long <laughs> enough, I guess, to, to keep the connection going. Um, do you find different things come out of your children when they are away from the devices? Do different questions oh, come up? Different. What is kind of something? So that... I remember one big hike that we did, and both of them were talking about what careers they might do. Right. I've got one who wants to be a fashion designer, and one who wants to be an interior designer. Okay. They were talking about what that might look like. Um, I think the most interesting thing that came out of it is that I'm currently doing an online master's degree. Yeah. Um, and. They have been watching my study patterns and both of them have decided they don't want to go to university. They'd rather go traveling and do their degrees online. So that was quite an interesting development. Right. And I think that leads in perfectly to kind of how I want to end this podcast is talking about what that's going to look like. And I find it interesting that your girls are thinking about, okay, you know what, later on, I'm not even going to go to a physical universe. I'm not going to go to a physical building to do my post-grad, all these things that maybe they know that's an option, right? They know there's other ways to access knowledge. Um, So two girls graduating 2026, around 2028. As a parent, did you look at 2030 for a while? Did you think about that, that big thing that people are talking about? I think the thing that's brought that home to me is my eldest, Rebecca, going into grade six this year right. and suddenly realizing, oh, <laughs> there's only seven years until the, the end of school. Right. Um, and I think that's been a big wake-up call for both me and my husband, seeing that transition and certainly seeing the change in her moving from primary to secondary and that kind of more grown-up attitude that comes with it. I think that's so interesting. So when... When she was in primary school, did it feel like 
that was like a never-ending journey or maybe because the years are the PYP kind of flows along is it just that big gap between PYP and MYP or a jump what kind of made that sudden like well this is way more we're, we're nearing an end uh, a lot of it was oh my goodness I am now old enough to have a secondary school daughter oh, okay okay <laughs> um, but she was ready for it she was hungry for it she was really excited about it and she's coming home every day like super super I love school this is what I needed and if we could go back just to that point about I don't want to be doing school like that I'm going to be traveling do you think that's going to be a way that actually people do access their knowledge in a more meaningful way that they explore the world while they submit papers I think it's uh, interesting that it, it came from their mouths right? Um, and that they are seeing that there are other ways of doing things and that may be due to the education that they've had, um, due to the lifestyle that they lead, um, the norm is not going to be the norm right. anymore. Um, and I think that their statement on that was... Uh, really identifying that and that there are different ways of doing things and you don't need to be sat in a dusty old lecture hall to get your degree. Right. And I think it's just amazing that they're open to those possibilities. And like you said, it's coming from them. Yeah. But back in the day, of course, I just assumed this was the path for doing stuff. High school, then you do your your undergrad and then if you whatever whatever we kind of knew the steps in order to kind of get a job, quote unquote. So yeah, it's amazing that that they're thinking that way and that they're being so open-minded about it. Thank you so much for coming in. Just like that, 14 minutes and we're done. Um, everyone, if you're still joining us on the Questioning Mark podcast, I thank you. If you're part of the Raha family, please sign up and, and have a discussion and let's build this community. Also, the greater family, Talim. I'm your host, Mark Ryan. Kath, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, everybody. I'm out.